Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Midweek War! We are here to talk the final episode of the second round of the Cruiserweight Classic. We are at the Elite Eight, folks, and oh man, is it getting interesting. With I'm Mad Mike. You know who I am. I'm rocking my NXT shirt. And uh, with me, as always, is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Amy Payton. How are you, sir? I am excited. This is a fun week. This is a really fun week. So, <laughs> yeah, very excited. Yeah. Um, all right. And uh, we know, as, if you guys are new to this uh, version of the Midweek War for Cruiserweight Classic, we just basically run down the matches. So, uh, Eamon, what was the first match we had this week? First match we had this week was uh, our next uh, quarter, or excuse me, second round match, uh, and that was Ritz Swan against Lince Dorado. Oh man, <laughs> there was there was a lot of flip flopping flying around. There was there's a little bit. There's a little bit of dancing too in the beginning. A little bit, yeah. I was I was slightly concerned. I'm like, oh man, are they going comedy match with this? But <laughs> they 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 kicked it up after that. It was it was pretty great though. Yeah, it was really really fun. Um, yeah, it, it was just a super fun match. I think it was cla- it's kind of, it was very much kind of classic cruiserweight wrestling, like what you think of when you think of cruiserweight wrestling. Uh, very high flying, um, really really fun stuff. Yeah, like I, I could watch this at eight twenty on Nitro back in the day. Like that that's what it felt. That's what it <laughs> felt like to me. Like it felt like I should have had Mike Tanay telling me all about the history of these people. But totally, yeah, uh, super fun match though. Super fun match. I loved uh, Lince's promo before the match too. I thought that was really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was really fun. Um, I, I thought this was a match that could definitely have gone either way, and and, and I'm glad Rich won because I feel like I'm definitely very much invested in Rich's story and Rich's progression in in, in both NXT and the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, I I'm very happy to see what happens with him going forward. You know, um, I was. And, and and going back to like what kind of I mentioned like with a certain somebody that was over in the NXT uh, show this week, God, Rich Swan is over like hell. Like he's over like hell, and it's amazing. Um, so mm-hmm. so all all congrats to him because yeah. And these are two these were these two of the guys who were featured in the cruiserweight promo on Raw. I, I can't. There, 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 there were the, the, four the guys featured. Week, I know. I know. TJ Perkins was one of them. I think it was Perkins Dar. And one other, I can't remember. Okay, all right, because I I wasn't sure if it was Lindsay or if it was Rich Swan. I do I do like that they called him NXT's Rich Swan, even though he hasn't been on NXT in a while. Yeah, I love that. Like he's he's fought Finn Balor and Baron Corbin, and I'm like, wow, like looking at it now, like actually that's kind of impressive. Like, you mm-hmm. know. like those are his only two matches, I think, in NXT. Yeah. He, he fought Baron and Finn. I'm like, oh, okay, hi, main roster guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's super fun. And that Phoenix splash you did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That geez. was so cool. Oh man, that was. I I was a little surprised that Swan won though. Okay. I was a little surprised. I thought they were gonna um, push Lindsay. Like I thought the only guy that wasn't going to be familiar in the final eight was um, like the the only guy that was going to be familiar was was going to be um, oh, which Brian Kendrick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like I thought Brian Kendrick was going to be the only familiar face we knew in the Elite Eight, and the rest were going to be guys they brought in. Mm. But, I mean, I, I have no issue with, with Rich Swan going forward. I mean, both those guys are awesome. So, 
All right. Uh, so what was the second match we had, Eamon? The second match. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Versus Jubulak. This was so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would have liked um, to see. I would have liked to see this be the main event. Yeah, I, 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 I'm in between the the main the main event for this weekend. This match, either one, I think could have been the main event, but um, like right. I, I, for for very different reasons. Um, I love the story that was told in this match. I like the Drew Gulak was like like I'm just gonna, and I love the like really like intense grappling in the beginning because they were so angry at each other. Mm-hmm. I really like that, uh, like, Gulak kept going for the submissions and Sabre was just countering everything. It was just so much fun. Like, and the finish. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that finish I didn't even see coming. It was so fast. <laughs> like, just the quickest roll-up you've ever seen in your life from, from a Dragon Sleeper was freaking awesome. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Uh, the, that There's a sequence towards the end where they're just slapping each other. <laughs> it's so, it's so good. It's so intense. Yeah, um, I, I mean, was, it wasn't like Sammy and Nakamura slapping each other, but it was, it was still pretty good. Yeah, it was real fun. I really, I also really love the. Um, Bra- Daniel Bryan loses his mind throughout this episode. I feel mm-hmm. uh, when Gulak had Saber in that gory special, but was twisting his arms in that way, where his like shoulders oh, were yeah. like. Wait, he was doing the, he was doing the most muscular pose. <laughs> Yeah, he was pulling a Hulk Hogan. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, like the he's like, oh, he's wrenching his shoulder so bad. Like it's it was so good. It was so so good. Yeah, I I love I, how you could tell that he was doing the pose on purpose too. Like right. he, he was applying more pressure to the hold, but at the same time he was like smiling as he did. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I I, I want to see I want to see a rematch of those guys in the cruiserweight division. Oh, absolutely! I really do. Absolutely, I really do. Like I, I just wish this one had a little bit more time. Like I kind of wish it was yeah. on last week's show or uh, or one of the weeks where we only had two matches instead of three. Yeah, I think you could have exchanged. I would have exchanged maybe the Chajiri Grand Metallic match with this. Yeah, yeah, I could see a bit more time. I could see because I can't remember the Chajiri Metallic match went super long. Like. Mm-hmm. I mean that was good. That was really good too. But I think they're. Right. I think they're also pushing Grand Metallic. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I. I don't know. I just really love this match. Uh, I love it. Provided a different style of cruiserweight wrestling. Like it's. I. That's the one thing I really like that Brian hinted at. Like the very first episode of this show was that people have an idea of what cruiserweight wrestling is, but there's a lot of people who aren't your traditional cruiserweights. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, even back in the day when they had, like, the Cruiserweight Division WCW, there were a lot of different guys with different styles. Oh, you had, you know, Lucha, you had Japanese, you had, you know, plenty of stuff like that. So. Disco Inferno. Uh, I mean, Alex Disco, Wright. Alex Wright, yeah. Uh, by the way, Alex Wright got um, a mention in the uh, in the Rich Swan Lindsay Dorado <laughs> match. Because <laughs> Lindsay was doing the Alex yeah. Wright dance. It was awesome. It was so it was, good. It was really good, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they also got a shout out to a friend of the show, Mike Wackenbush. They did, yes, indeed. So that was fun. All right, uh, so our main event of the evening, Eamon, what was it? Johnny Gargano versus TJ Perkins. Uh, and I'm going to say this right now. Um, and this may be hyperbole, this may be stretching it just a, a tad bit. But um, Johnny Gargano is my favorite wrestler of all time. <laughs> 
you know I'm serious because I'm clapping. Um, I didn't know I didn't know what you were going to do. That was great. Um, so last Saturday was Takeover, uh, where Johnny and Chimaso wrestled the Revival, uh, and the match ended by Dash Wilder clipping Johnny's leg, injuring it, and then putting him in a submission to have him tap out. And before the match happens, they do a backstage thing with Gargano and Ciampa where Gargano's taping up his leg, I should say, uh, to get ready for his match. And in the match, his knee's taped. And in the match, he's playing up to the fact that he, he has an injured knee. Keep in mind, probably filmed about a month ago. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Johnny Gargano's amazing. And it was, and, I, I was proud of the fact that it was the right leg. Or, excuse yes. me, it was the left leg, but it was the correct It was the correct, leg. it was the correct leg. Yeah. So they, like, planned it out so perfectly. Like, it, it makes the takeover match, too, feel better for me. Because it's like, I'm going to do, to tape up my, like, a month prior to this and work, you know, work injured on a leg. My leg's going to be the finish of the match uh, at TakeOver. So smart. All right, so, now, so smart. Now, Eamon, I, ha- I, have, I have an idea. Do you think that Gargano is going to attack the Revival? Because not only did their attack cost them the NXT tag titles, it cost him his Cruiserweight Classic match. It's a good thing to go off of. There's a really <laughs> great... Um, there's a really great backstage promo that they put up on their YouTube channel of them trying to get a word with Gargano afterwards, and he's just so dejected. Like well, he's the promo that they had before him with Ch- with him and Champa, and Gargano's like, "I just want to go out there and I don't want to let anyone down." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh God, when you let so-. and the second you say that, I'm like, you're gonna let someone down, yeah. and it's gonna be amazing." <laughs> yeah, like I don't, um, even, I don't man- even know if they're gonna have Champa eventually turn on him. God, I don't know because I feel like Takeover would have been the place to do it. Oh, but, especially when he's help when he was helping him to the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh like, God, we're all waiting for it. You <laughs> think like, he's gonna pull an Owens? He's like, yeah. You're gonna pull an Owens, and then the camera faded. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> um, but no, it was it was the match. Get, getting to it is very good, particularly because of the work that Johnny did with his leg, mm-hmm. like. There's the, the amazing spot where he does that rolling senton out to the floor and his leg smacks the ring bell table. Oh, so good. Like, and I, I like to think he did that on purpose. It looks seamless. It honestly it looks, looks seamless. seamless. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if he just overshot the senton or if that was intentional and he wanted to smack his leg against it. But either way, it, it played in so much better to the finish of the match. And and it made me appreciate Gargano more. Like he is a very smart wrestler. He's some, I think people kind of write him off as kind of being like what you think of when you think of an indie wrestler nowadays. Like a lot of high spot stuff, a lot of stuff like that. But he worked that match super intelligently. Little stuff like even when he was doing the um that lawn dart move that he does into the turnbuckle, the way he ran was a little different because of the leg. Well, the first time the first time he tried it, he didn't even hit the move because he, yeah, he collapsed under the weight of his own of his own leg. Yeah, and but yeah, like even I noticed, like even the second time he did it, he ran differently than he normally does with mm-hmm. that move because of the leg. So super smart, so smart. 
Um, and and you mentioned it with like the the opener here. And I know like this whole tournament we've mentioned, like the idea of like we've been looking for upsets. We've been hoping to get some kind of upset um, from what we expected. Mm-hmm. This was definitely to me an upset. Absolutely. Well, it was. It was slightly more telegraphed to me because of that promo beforehand. Well, yeah, but the audience didn't know that. Oh, no, of course not. No, the audience was shocked. Because when Perkins made him tap out, the crowd was like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, because that's definitely not something you expect, especially the like NXT name guy in the tournament is Johnny Gargano. Yeah, who had, like, probably a lot of people say was the best match of the first round. Oh, yeah, I would say so. I would say absolutely. Yeah. But it makes perfect sense, and I, I I was very happy with how it went down. Like mm-hmm. this may this is probably one of my top matches of the second round because of just because of that intelligent work of the leg yeah. and I, the story I, they told. I don't think it's gonna be Kota Ibushi for Cedric Alexander for me. <laughs> per, yeah, I, first, I mean, personal choice, but I'd say, I'd say one. this one's number two. I'd say this one's number two. I, I would say if you're if you're giving me a top three from the second round in like no particular order, it would be Kota Cedric this match and. Probably Saber Gulak. Okay, I, I think the third for me would just would be Tajiri Grand Metallic. That, yeah, I, I love Tajiri, and it's so it's so <laughs> nice to see he can still like go that well. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hey, uh, Eamon, do you want to do some picks for the Elite Eight? Let's do some picks for the Elite yeah. Eight. Yeah. Uh, well, first, actually, it's better if we answer this quite the the question we started doing for this show. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, they should sign Johnny Gargano. <laughs> I think I think that's a good bet. Uh, no, not I'll, I'll say not counting Johnny since yeah, he's technically obviously, signed. yeah. Um, uh, I either of them would be great, but I really would love to see Gulak signed. All right, I was gonna say Lindsay. <laughs> I was gonna say Lindsay too. Yeah. And, yeah. and I've gotten a chance to work with Lindsay, and I fully agree he should be signed. But um, uh, Gulak to me, I I, I I want somebody of a different style mm-hmm. to be on Raw in that cruiserweight division. Yeah, he you know I mean? he definitely seems like he would bring a bit more personality to the division too, which is so weird because a lot of people cr- critique him for not having enough personality. Th- that's weird because every every promo I've seen with him, even like how he wrestles, like he's got a persona and he knows what that is. Like yeah, like I, I, like I get I get a I get a lot of charisma off of him during his matches. Yeah, it's so weird. Like a lot of people critique him for not having enough charisma, but I think he has both modes of it. Yeah, I mean, like, who knows? He could just be more motivated now because he knows if he stands out, he could end up on Raw. I true. mean, it's it's a high possibility because I'm sure, I'm sure Triple H had said to every single person, like, "Hey, if you guys stand out, we're looking for a cruiserweight division on Raw. We have spots to fill on NXT. There are opportunities here. You stand out, you will be noticed. We guarantee yeah. it. Like, and." If Gulak's one of the ones they bring up to Raw, I think he brings such a better, a, a more well-rounded division. Yeah, I think so. Like, just personality-wise and style-wise. Because I don't think Zack Sabre Jr. is going to come up right away. Right. I don't, like, Coda, I think, might even stay in NXT. I, I would say Sabre and, and Coda are two guys who I feel like would fit better in NXT than they would on the main roster. Mm-hmm. At least for now. Like I can see Perkins, I can see you know even a no one. Yeah, well, per- like Perkins, that. Perkins, I think is is main roster ready just because. I mean, yeah. we say this, but he has had the experience with TNA and stuff like that, and he's only gotten better mm-hmm. like in ring wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think 
Yeah, but I agree. I want to, I want the because the cruiserweight division they're building for Raw to be more well rounded than just like high flyers. Yeah, and and that's what that's what it should be because you also have a few guys on Raw who are already on the roster who can do that too, like Jinder Mahal. Yeah, like I wonder if that's why they didn't like uh, <laughs> if they haven't brought in Mustafa Ali or Davari's brother or something like that because hey, we just resigned Jinder Mahal. Let's use him instead. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Because he's he's someone people are already familiar with, and he has a different style, but can still be in the cruiserweight division. And he kind of fills a slot, if you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, all right. So, do you have the matchups? Uh, I do. Uh, the first matchup uh, on the list of our elite eight uh, quarterfinals uh, is Akira Tozawa, mm-hmm. Metallic. Fuck, that's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really good. Oh, I I Tazawa is my boy, but I, I have a, if I'm going with my gut, I'm going to say Grand Metallic. Yeah, I think I think I'm feeling you on that. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go Grand Metallic, but I think it's going to be one of those things where it's like where it's like a like a quick roll up that's unexpected or something like that. Like I I don't think it's going to be like a straight up like cleat like. Hit the finish, boom! Get the pin. It's gonna be one of those like wacky reversal things where it's just like squeaking out win. Possibly, yeah. I could. That's a match of the matches on this elite eight. That's the one where I could see an upset, maybe. Well, who would you consider the upset winning? Tazawa. Tazawa, yeah. Because I don't, I don't know if we have like I don't think there's really an upset possible in that one between those two. Well, guys. I thought Tazawa was a bit of an upset against Gallagher. <sighs> Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, that that's just my kind of thought process. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I see. I see your point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the winner of that race is uh, Zack Saber Junior. against Noam Dar. Uh, this one I think will probably be no. I, I think will be Noam's best match of the tournament uh, because he's worked with Zack before, uh, and then from what I've been told, they've had great matches. Um, I do think Zack is definitely taking this one though. But hey. Yeah, I, I I think this is the easiest one to call, um, of of the elite eight. But yeah, Zack Saber Jr. is winning this. If he if he doesn't, that would be a true shock. Yeah, that would be it. I'm because I know they've been pushing Noam Dar. Mm-hmm. Why I still haven't figured that part of it out because he still hasn't connected with me. Mm-hmm. But if if they wanted to do a huge upset, like a massive massive upset. That's what you do. You have Noam Dar beat Zack Sabre Jr. Right. I can see that. Uh, the next match is, I think, the con- probably the, at least on paper, the contender for match of the, of the quarterfinals, and that's Brian Kendrick against Kota Ibushi. I don't want to pick this one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, this match is going to be the tits. <laughs> it's going to be really good. It's gonna be really, really good. Um, um, my heart says Coda. My heart says Coda. Um, I would. I think Kendrick winning would be great, though. But I think, especially with Kendrick's story of trying to prove himself against the younger guys and, and like the future guys, basically, mm-hmm. I think the conclusion being against Coda, I think, would also make sense. Okay. But yeah. All right. So you're going Coda. I'm gonna go Coda. I say Kendrick cheats to win. That could be really fun. I I because he's been fluctuating like 
Kendrick's the only guy who's really been definitively like, healed. Like I will do anything to win. Yeah, I would say that. And he's been very opportunistic with the wins he got in the first two rounds. I think he just straight up cheats in this one. Mm-hmm. I think he just straight up cheats because then we have the final four, and you can have a heel versus a face because it's definitely going to be a face out of that other other uh, qualifier match. But I, I think the Elite Eight is where you set up what you want the story of the finals to be. Because the finals, are they, are we going to do semis and finals on the live special? I believe so. Okay. I believe so because the the um the live the 11th, specials right? the live specials on the eleventh or the eleventh or the fourteenth no the fourteenth I think oh, okay whichever is the Wednesday of yeah that. whatever because the eleventh is backlash oh oh right yeah 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 because that was supposed to be bound so how many more weeks do we have in this by the way um I think we have two weeks yeah One. two weeks yeah we got two more weeks so I'm guessing I'm guessing so we'll it'll be two, two mat. Two matches next next week. Two matches the week after, and then the then the finale is yeah. semis and finals. Oh, okay. So this this will be good. Yeah, but this is I think this is where you set up what you want the finals to be. Okay. Set up the story that you want going into the finals, and I think that story is Zack Saber Jr. and Brian Kendrick. Because at the outset, I'm going with it. Now I'm still going to say Kendrick cheats to win. Okay. I could see that going. Oh, yeah. I could see it going either way. Because it wouldn't hurt Coda. It, it wouldn't would. hurt. It wouldn't hurt Coda. He's already made his debut on NXT, and if Kendrick goes to NXT, or if they both go to Raw, you have a built-in storyline. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, so what's the last one, Eamon? And then the final match: uh, the winner of that match will face the winner of TJ Perkins versus Rich Swan. Um, Ooh, this I'm, is tough. I'm, this is tough. I'm gonna go Rich. I feel like Rich has the better chance of the two. Um. Because I think he has more of a story than TJ does. Okay. All right. Um, just based on the fact that he was on the Raw ad, I'm going TJ Perkins. Because Possibly, he's yeah. someone I didn't expect to see going this far in the tournament. But he just beat Gargano. You could argue he's had a tougher road beating Gargano. It makes it look like more of a big deal if you have him win his next match too. Yeah, I can see that. Because Rich Rich Swan is already on NXT. He's going to be fine. I th- I think TJ Perkins plus Perkins versus Kendrick, that would be a really great match. Not yeah. that not that Swan and Kendrick wouldn't be, but I think Perkins and Kendrick would have a bit more um, meshing styles together because they're almost kind of like the same guy a couple years removed. You know. That's true. Yeah. One last thing before we go, or, or do our rankings? Oh uh, yeah. We'll, um, do, well, I mean, number one for me. Shock. Right. Um. Quick. <laughs> Uh, we don't do this format on this show, but I'm actually going to give one bad to this show. Okay. Uh, and it's to the editing team. Uh, I don't know if you picked up on this. Uh, the opening package, they show we're going to find – this will be the last match before we determine the Elite Eight. And then they show the brackets, and this is the opening segment. And they already show that Rich Swan advanced over Lindsay. Oh, shit. I did not pick up on that. No. Yeah. Wow. I, I was like, I was like, so they said specifically, there's three spots left to be filled, and I looked at the bracket. I'm like, wait, there's only two. Oh, what happened? Wow. I'm like, they switched. But yeah, whatever. And I mean, they they usually don't make mess ups like that. Yeah. But. So my bad goes to the editing team. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Wow. Well, I, maybe they got the full sale kids to do it. I don't know. 
Yeah, whoever took that class flunked. <laughs> Either they thought they were going to air the uh, the bracket after the match and not before. Maybe, yeah. Because they might have just like labeled it like. Well, when like, they had when they had the interactive one where it's like they showed Rich like moving up or whatever, and, like mm-hmm. they, they showed him moving up, but like in the opener, it was like they already had him on. There for some oh reason. wow, that sucks. I'm yeah. I'm glad I didn't notice it. I'm glad I didn't notice it because that one was one that I didn't know who was going to win. Yeah. I, I I watched this in post, so I actually got spoiled on that match on Twitter beforehand, so it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But I, I just picked on, up on that. Okay. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, Eamon, uh, since, since we know who my finals are, mm-hmm. who's your final match? Since it's going to be a live special. so I'm saying I'm saying Saber Ibushi. I think it's a safe. Okay, so you're going Chalk. Yeah, I'm going chalk. I'm, I think it's a safe bet to say Saber Bushi. And who wins for you? Oh, Jesus. I don't even know. Because I'm saying Saber wins, but I'm saying he beats Kendrick. I'm saying Ibushi would win. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. I, think, and, and I figure that makes, since, since that's all going to be on one live special, we might as well make our final flat-out predictions. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I real, just, it's also a selfish thing for me because I kind of really want to see Coda Rich. I really want to see Coda Rich because that could be so fun. I, I I love how we each have like a different semifinal. Like, yeah, like you you have Coda and Rich. I have Kendrick and Perkins. Kendrick and TJ. Yeah, so, but hey, it could go either way. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. That's the that's the great thing about this Cruiserweight Classic. Like, I think apart from Zack Saber Junior., this can pretty much go. It like all three matches could go anyway. Yeah. Oh, who knows? Maybe they'll give it to maybe they'll give it to Grand Metallic. They very well could because I know. I mean, we know they're looking for a new luchador to push. Oh, and also, we didn't mention this on um, the the NXT show. They showed the trophy. They did. They showed the trophy uh, from whoever the Harley Davidson. No, the Orange County Choppers. Orange County Choppers is one thing. Did it look like a different trophy that they showed at NXT? No, I, I didn't think it did. But I also got somebody who I saw tweeted out that it looked like a penis, which I didn't get. See, okay, the thing is, when we saw it on the video package, there's a black background behind it. Uh-huh. You can't actually see what the trophy looked like. It just looked like a big black shaft with with the globe on top of it. No, I'm serious. That's what it looked like to us. Okay, and they showed a much better picture of it on this episode of Cruiserweight Classic. Maybe that's and, it. And holy crap, does it look really, really nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we didn't see it was four posts, and we didn't see they were like glass. Like mm-hmm. we just saw a big shaft and a, <laughs> and a silver globe on top of it. I'm like, that's a giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't get that at takeover, but hey, you know, maybe maybe well, I, I don't maybe know. Maybe it's a new blue, maybe it's a new blue and white or black and gold or whatever that thing was that happened on the internet. Yeah, I have no idea. I think it was whatever background they used at takeover because it like we couldn't see the design of it. It just looked like a big black penis <laughs> <laughs> with like a with like a stardust condom on top. I don't know. God, <laughs> but. Shit. Um, no, yeah, but no, it looks good. Um, I'll, I'm excited that, um, yeah, it feels really official now. That's I can't out. wait to see someone break that trophy over someone else. Uh, it looks very hefty, though. Like it, does, it doesn't look like yeah. 
Like it looks as big as probably the the Dusty Trophy. Mm-hmm. I, I I hope Brian Kendrick attacks Zack Saber Jr. with it. Oh. <laughs> I really hope that happens. I really that really do. <laughs> like he fun. goes all bad news brown, just completely destroys. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so Eamon, where can the people of the internet find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eamon2Please and also check out Inspire Pro Wrestling on Twitter at InspireProRes and at InspireProWrestling.com. All right. You can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. Also, hit up the hashtag MM on at Mayhem Show for when I live tweet stuff. I'll be live tweeting, um, I think, uh, NXT next week because I really want to see how they recover from uh, TakeOver. But, um, yeah, so uh, also join us on Facebook. Let us know what you think of the Cruiserweight Classic. If you want to email in your picks, we'll read them next week. Email us at goodtimes at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. We'll read your picks on air, and we'll see, you know, who knows what they're talking about. All right, uh, so for Eamon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Mid Week War.